Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Having It All is sponsored by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health-conscious people like yoga lovers, runners, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com slash A-L-L to support the show and see if you qualify. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Matthew Bivens here, and welcome to the podcast. It is a beautiful day today. It doesn't matter if it's raining where you're at, if it's sunny or even snowing. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day because it's another day. It's another day where we get to go out and architect our lives and create our abundant, loving lives. And that is a beautiful, amazing thing. So I'm excited for you and I'm grateful to you. Thanks for joining me today. This is your first time or your 10th time or your 100th time. I appreciate you coming and hanging out with me for a little bit. Today's conversation is about faith. And it's going to be cool. I haven't talked a whole lot about faith on this show. And I think partially that's because my faith and my practice and then all of that has mostly been internal. And so what I'm doing now is sharing what faith means to me and how I've arrived at this place and how you can cultivate more faith if you feel like you are lacking faith in your life. And I'm also going to share a couple of perspectives on faith that aren't my own because I think it's so important to look at other resources, other texts, and to understand that a lot of these ideas that I talk about, a lot of those things are universal. You know, they're universal truth. They're things that many people talk about. And uh, that just helps. I know for me, when I'm being told something or shared something or whatever, it helps to hear it come from multiple sources. It helps to hear a similar lesson or a similar message coming from multiple places. So that's what I'm going to do today. 
And, uh, you know, faith is also huge in the having it all framework in general. Because if you remember, you know, this is a whole system here at having it all. This is a framework. And all stands for an abundant, loving life. And you can break life down into the six Fs. Faith, family, friends, fitness, finance, and fun. And so my goal for you, my desire for you, the space that I'm holding for you is that you have the experience of love and the result of abundance in all of those six Fs. So you just have this amazing experience of love and, and abundance in your faith. You know, there's just, there's just so much of this belief that you have and the surrender and the trust and the being able to connect with source that it just overflows in your faith and right on down the other six Fs. So I'm super excited to explore that. And I want to kick things off by sharing some magic. You know, magic is something I want to, I'm going to be doing more of and just talking about those instances in life where we influence ourselves, other people, or life in general to create something extraordinary. And so as I share magic, as I recognize magic, you know, I realize and you realize that you're doing it all the time. You know, you're creating magic all the freaking time. And so it's so important that we recognize it. This week, I have magic happening on back-to-back days, and it really starts with other people. So I came home the other day from some meetings, or I was doing something. I came home, and um, our nanny, Donna, was reading. She was sitting on the couch reading, and Maya was napping. And so normally when I come home, especially this past day, I'm like in go mode to make money. And I'll be real with you. The scarcity in me has been something that I have felt grow, wax and wane, really, you know, get big and small um, over the past several months. And I felt it really big, you know, just the other day. So when I walk in the door, my mind was, I need to go in the computer. I need to be doing some work. I need to be making some connections because ultimately I need to be making more money. That's my thought process. And so when I come in the door and I see Donna sitting there reading, I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. That must be nice to be able to read, you know? It's like, oh, isn't that nice? You get to chill out and read. So I proceed to go to the back room, and on the kitchen table is a book that Sarah has started reading called Worthy. The book is called Worthy. The subtitle is Boost Your Self-Worth to Grow Your Net Worth. This book is all about your relationship to money. And so here I am in a scarce mindset, having a scarce relationship to money, feeling like there isn't enough money and I, and I need to hustle and bust my butt more and just grind and grind and grind just to get by. And I passed this book called Worthy. And I was influenced to stop, completely disregard all of those BS things that I had on my mind telling me that I needed to do to generate money. And instead, I took the book I went outside and I read for 30 minutes. And I read about how I can shift my self-worth and how that will impact my net worth. And I went through some exercises and holy crap, this book is awesome. This book is totally great. So the author is Nancy Levin and I've just started it. I'm one chapter in and already I'm really seeing how my conversation about money and self-worth, just how deep it goes and how disempowering it is And all of the stuff that I keep telling myself is true about myself, about my ability to generate money and income and all of that. So 
stopping and deciding to read this book and being influenced by Donna was magic. Total, total magic. And then similarly, the following day, I was coming home from yet another meeting or outing or something. And uh, I gave Sarah a call and we just chit-chatted. And she picks up the phone and she's out for a run. And she proceeded to talk to me for about 20 minutes while she was running. So I could hear like the microphone bouncing off of her, her chest as she's running. And, uh, you know, she's short of breath, but she still wanted to have a conversation with me. And I thought that was the coolest freaking thing. So when I got home, I initially had in my mind that I was going to record. I was going to sit down and crank out a couple of episodes and send them off to my editors. But I decided, no, I want to go for a run. And so I influenced myself, thanks to Sarah showing up powerfully and influencing herself, um, I influenced myself to go for a run. And uh, the funny thing, this is kind of embarrassing, um, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to listen to on the run. And I said, you know what? I'm going to listen to myself. I'm going to listen to one of my podcast episodes. So I, I listened to the most recent one. And uh, I, I, felt like, I felt like, honestly, like Kobe Bryant watching some, some game film of himself studying and trying to improve. You know, that's what I was doing. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what it sounds like when I'm introing the show. And that's what it sounds like when I'm, I'm getting into my topic. And wow, I kind of sound a little, a little slow, like not slow as in, you know, mentally or anything, but like my speech was slow. I felt like I was talking like this. And then I'm, and, and as I'm running, I'm wanting to fast forward myself to like, you know, speed it up, like turn, crank up the, uh, the, the notch a little bit. So it was just a fun exercise to really step my game up in all areas. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, I know I'm on a tangent, but it's cool because I'm sharing magic. And so those are my two instances of magic. For you, I would love for you to just think about those magical moments in your life. Recognize when you've influenced yourself to do something awesome. It's the big things and the little things like stepping out of bed and instead of grabbing your phone and jumping on social media, you go and you, you know, go walk outside and take 10 deep breaths and just appreciate a new day. That's magic, you know, and, and it's important to recognize those things. So that was my magic for today. If you want to share your magic, cool, reach out, send it to me. That'd be cool. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I also want to give some love to a recent listener who sent me an email. Um, boy, you all have been just on fire with your emails lately. I've received a bunch, a bunch of emails in the past, I'd say week, uh, way more than normal, and it's awesome. And so, you know, every time I go look at my phone, I'm like, dang, there's a couple new emails. So this particular listener, her name is Marissa. What's up, Marissa? 
Um, I totally appreciate your email, Marissa. And you listened to the episode called My Experience, Struggles, and Lessons of Being Biracial. And you could connect with that because you too are biracial. And um, I'm just happy that, that that episode spoke to you. And what's really cool about what Marissa did, I know I'm switching back and forth between who I'm speaking to. <laughs> so what's cool about what Marissa did is that she talked about it and, and uh, wrote about it on her blog. So is, there's an article on it. The article is called Not Feeling Like You Are Ever Enough. And in Marissa's article, she mentions uh, my podcast episode, which is super cool. So Marissa, I appreciate you. And um, I'm going to shout out your website. I hope I don't butcher your last name. I hope I don't do it. But uh, it's your website is Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-A-O-N-E-R-O-N-E-S.com. I don't know if that's on- Onorones. I don't know. I, please don't laugh at me if I totally just butchered it. But uh, go check out Marissa's website. There'll also be a link in the show notes for this episode. And read her article because, you know, if you've ever felt like you are not enough, if you felt that way because of your race or your sex or your religion or whatever stuff people have poured on you over the years, then uh, I think you'll be able to absolutely connect with Marissa's message in her article. So go check that out. And if anybody else, you know, if, if you listening, if you want to connect with me and reach out to me, um, ask me a question share your thoughts on, on the, the podcast, um, or simply suggest a topic. Please, I love to hear from you. And you can email me at mattcbivens at gmail.com, and I would absolutely love to hear from you. All right, let's give a little bit of sponsor love, and then we're going to dive into today's topic on faith. Uh, but, you know, life insurance is definitely one of those areas in life that I wanted to point a blind eye to, could, to be quite honest. And uh, it wasn't until Health IQ came on my radar that um, I even really started to think seriously about life insurance. And what I enjoyed about Health IQ, as opposed to some of the other life insurance companies I looked at, was that Health IQ has a very, very cool uh, mission and uh, a really cool message. And that's that people who are health conscious, folks who are taking care of their mind, body, and spirits, you know, you deserve to get a break on your life insurance costs because just like folks who are safe drivers get a break on their car insurance, Health IQ believes that you should get a break on your life insurance if you live a healthy lifestyle. So I think that Health IQ is pretty dope and so do a lot of people. 56% of their customers are saving money. They're saving anywhere between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. And so that means if you're a yogi or if you're a runner, if you like weightlifting or if you're into swimming or a vegetarian or a vegan or someone like myself who does more functional fitness and you know works on, like I said, that whole mind-body-spirit connection, then I highly recommend you check out Health IQ because they might just be able to save you some cash. So to learn more and to get a free quote, go over to healthiq.com slash all. Again, that's healthiq.com slash A-L-L. All right faith. Oh boy. This is something where, you know, it's, I'm not talking about religion in this episode and I'm actually going to go into a little bit of my own research to get very clear for myself the difference between faith, religion, and spirituality. Uh, but I'm talking about faith today. And my experience with faith 
has been probably typical to a lot of people, particularly millennials, uh, folks who are, boy, I guess I'm a millennial. I'm 31. So I think I'm at the, the, the older end of millennials. But um, for me, you know, I grew up in a household. Uh, my mom is Catholic. And wow, you know what? I, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't know exactly what church my dad grew up in. But I know that was a big part of his childhood. Boy, maybe I should learn that. Wow. Uh, but my mom was Catholic, and so we were basically a Catholic household. Those, that was the church that we went to as a kid. And uh, all the way up until about 14, 13, 14, um, I was given the choice to continue to go to church or not, and I chose not to. So I went to church because that's what we did on Easter and on Christmas and maybe one or two other times in the year. But it was never really, you know, religion was never really practiced in my house. Um, I didn't pray. Uh, we didn't have conversations about God, talk to God, any of that. And so I, I don't really believe I, I cultivated a relationship with any sort of higher power. And for a long, long time, religion and faith to me were the same. They were the same thing. And so when religion was gone from my life, faith was gone from my life. And I, I do remember there being some significant struggles when I didn't have that belief. Because for me, belief, uh, faith is that belief in a higher power. It's the belief in something bigger, something bigger than myself. And the elements necessary really to cultivate that faith are trust and surrender. And so that's why I have made faith my word for the year. And that's, you know, faith with a particular emphasis on the trust and surrender. So when I let go of religion, when I decided, listen, I'm a teenager. I don't need to go to church anymore. I'm doing my own thing. I totally went through a period, 10 years, where I didn't have any belief in anything bigger than me. And I explored things only on a, a, a surface level. You know, I really didn't get deep into any religious texts, any spiritual texts, anything until I was in my early to mid-20s. And that's when I started to really feel the impact of not having faith in my life. And for me, that impact was a constant question, a constant questioning of myself, of my decisions, of my path, of my direction, of so many different things. And with that questioning came a lack of confidence. And with the lack of confidence came self-criticism and judgment. And the judgment was over a lot of my decisions, that things weren't responsible. I wasn't making responsible decisions with my education, with my career, with my relationships. And I can look back now and I can recognize that a lot of that had to do with the fact that I didn't have faith. I didn't have faith. I didn't believe in anything bigger. I didn't have the ability to trust and to surrender. And so when I was prepping for this episode, you know, there was a couple of things that I wanted to make sure I had kind of nailed down. And one of those was a clear difference in, in, in definition and explanation for faith, religion, and spirituality. Because I felt like I had an understanding of those things within me. They felt different to me. Faith felt different than religion, felt different than spirituality, and they still do. But in order for me to communicate to that to somebody else, it wasn't very seamless, it wasn't very fluid. So I went looking and I found a really great explanation on 
patheos.com, P-A-T-H-E-O-S.com. And so, you know, for me, again, my definition of faith and how I view faith is that, like I said, it's a belief in something higher than yourself. And in order to really have that, it requires that trust and it requires that surrender. Now, religion, and this is coming from Patheos, you know, religion is, is a community of people who believe in the same higher power. There's a community of people, like-minded people, who share similar beliefs. And that is consistent with how I have viewed religion. A group of people, they have a similar set of beliefs. Maybe they practice in the same way. Maybe they have the same types of traditions, same types of ceremonies, uh, things like that. Boom, that's religion. I can get with that. And now spirituality, what spirituality is, it's the path that a person's faith travels as it seeks meaning, purpose, and significance. And I thought that was very cool. So spirituality being the path that your faith travels as it seeks meaning, purpose, and significance. And the last thing I'll read from Patheos is that faith is an internal feeling, a sense that there is something more. And I can connect with that. Whereas spirituality represents the effort to find out what the something more might be. And so I just wanted to distinguish those things, faith, spirituality, and religion, because I know there's somebody out there who, like me, felt that there were differences internally and understood that there were differences, but maybe couldn't explain it succinctly. And so I really love the, the line that faith is an internal feeling, a sense that there's something more, and that spirituality represents the effort to find out what that something more might be. I can connect with that because for a number of years, when I started to recognize that my lack of faith was creating some results that I didn't really enjoy, I, I went down the path of spiritual seeking, searching, you know? And I, I really went down the path of trying to figure out what the something more might be for myself. And that looked like reading a lot of books, uh, reading books on all sorts of different faiths, uh, reading different philosophies, going to spiritual centers and kind of immersing myself in different religions. And I remember I was dating a woman at the time who, um, you know, she, she was Christian and we went to, boy, I don't remember the type of church we went to, but um, it was just a very open church. Uh, I definitely felt a sense of, of sort of welcoming all types of believers. And I, I went to this church with her and I remember, and this is something I'm going to circle back to later on in the episode when I'm talking about how you can connect, you know, with faith and cultivate faith for yourself. But I remember going to this church with my then girlfriend and while I was amongst all of these people and while I was seeing these people worship their God, you know, worship God in their own way and, and practice their faith, it moved me. It moved me in a profound way and I really loved it. I, I loved being around people who were all, you know, giving it up to God. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I didn't necessarily connect with their version of God and some of those beliefs around that, but I totally could dig their, them expressing it and them wanting to connect. I really, really aligned with their trust and their surrender. And so I remember being in that church and we would go just about every week 
And again, I didn't consider myself, you know, part of that religion, but I went to support her. But I found myself like wondering, am I like, am I a believer? What, you know, because I was feeling a certain way in my body, but the stuff that they were saying, you know, in, in the sermons and, and all of that, I, I didn't really connect with those messages, but I felt something. So for a while, I just tried to wear it on. And they would do, um, I think my wife told me, she, 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 my, Sarah went to a Catholic school, so she's much more familiar with all this. But they did what I, I think is called an altar call, where, you know, they, at the end of the service, they would have either new people stand up or, you know, people who were experiencing something and they just wanted a little bit extra love. And they would call you to the front of the, of the church. And the members of the church, the, the leadership of the church would pray with you and would pray over you. And I did altar calls so many times because I really felt like, all right, I, I want to wear this on. Like, I really want to get, I want to get ingrained. Like, I want to be a part of this to see if this religion spoke to me. And so now what I understood is that I was connecting with the faith. And that was part of my spiritual path. And so I, I love that experience and I love what I, what I got out of it. And now I can distinguish the different things. I can distinguish between what I enjoyed, what drew me, what I connected with versus a lot of the confusion I had before about, does that mean that, this, that I'm supposed to be this religion? And what if I feel connected with something else from another religion? Because I remember traveling to India and going to some of those temples and just being in awe and, and really, really feeling the energy. That's really what it was, feeling the energy of so many people worshiping in, in, in such a powerful way. Uh, same type of experiences when I've gone to Thailand. Same type of experiences when I've, I've gone to service in Cambodia. Um, even when, when traveling to Europe, you know, and going to huge Catholic, you know, in, in enormous ornate churches, uh, cathedrals, and stepping into those, through those doors, and attending services there, and being like, wow, this is powerful stuff. I always felt something. But now I, I'm, I'm in the place of understanding that there was a spiritual connection, there was a faith connection I was feeling, and uh, not necessarily a religious connection. And what's cool is that this is a journey, right? And so I'm open to understanding it in a different way tomorrow. And maybe feedback from this episode, maybe some of you all will share some things with me that might, you know, cause a little shift in my, uh, in my lens and my viewpoint, which is great. I'm open to. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So I just wanted to share those things, the difference between faith, religion, and spirituality. And now when I go back to faith for myself and I look at, you know, faith in that, that belief in something higher, something bigger, something outside of myself, um, trust and surrender is what comes to me and Trust and surrender is what I have been repeating in my mind this entire year. When I get into a situation where I start to feel anxious, where I start to feel unsure, when I start to feel fearful, when I'm feeling scarce, you know, when I'm coming home and I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, uh, the, the money and the bank account and this and that, and I need to go and do something, trust is what kicks in and surrender is what kicks in. And really what that's meant is having a trust in myself, you know, because there a lot of what I've experienced with faith has been this, let me connect with those things that are out there. But my interpretation, and this is just my interpretation, this is how I view it, is that that, that God energy, that source energy, that's within me. That's within me. It's within all of you. It's within all of us. And so that trust and trusting in God, trusting in source, means trusting in myself. Means trusting in the quote-unquote process of everything. You know, that you can plant a seed, you can't rush that seed to grow. You can't rush that seed to, to sprout into flower. You just have to surrender to that process. And so the trust for me has come up in so many ways. Trust that I'll always have enough money. Trust that my family will continue to love me no matter what decisions that I make. Trust that my wife is committed to our marriage and to our partnership and wants to continue to synergize with me and create amazing things with me. Trust that I won't screw up my kid too badly. <laughs> that some of those traits that I'm working on shifting and healing and growing and expanding, that you know what, I'm going to pass some of those things down to her that, hey, it's going to be part of her journey. Trust that my businesses are going to work and my ideas are going to flourish. Trust that this podcast is going to work. Trust that, that you all are actually getting something from the messages that I'm sharing. Trust that I'm not being foolish by choosing my journey, my, my career path and not choosing a nine to five and not choosing you know, that career that my parents chose. And then surrender, holy cow. Surrender for me has been a mother lover. <laughs> Surrender has been, has been everything, you know, because I have been a person who has known things, right? Like I know this. I know this is how the world operates. I know this is how marriage is supposed to look. I know this is how men are supposed to behave. I know this is how family is supposed to interact. And what I've just found over the past few years, over experience after experience, is that I have to surrender knowing anything. And surrendering to me has looked like surrendering to the idea that I even need to know anything, that I, that I, that I have to have it all figured out. Surrendering to the idea that I know who I am, that the Matthew who's speaking right now on this podcast in this particular episode is the same person who's going to be on the tomorrow's episode, right? That who I am today is the same person I am tomorrow, surrendering all of that. And then there's also the aspect of surrendering to feedback, 
Surrendering when somebody that I love and trust is just telling me like it is and showing me a mirror and saying, this is how you're showing up. This is, how you're, this is who you're being. And surrendering to that feedback, even when it hurts. You know, it's about surrendering to principles and surrendering to process when I just want to force things. When I want to say, I don't want to wait for the results. I want it now. I don't want to wait for the business to take off. I don't want to wait for, you know, the healing to happen in, in my family. I don't want to wait for the garden that I'm, that I'm planting right now. I don't want to wait four months for those fruits to grow and in, to enjoy my tomatoes. I want it now and just surrendering to that process. Surrendering to the fact that I can't protect Sarah and Maya 24-7. I've had this feeling sometimes when I go out that, holy crap, I could die right now. I could be, I'm, I'm driving in a super dangerous highway. 285 in Atlanta is one of the most dangerous roads probably anywhere. It's just nuts. And I'm thinking, I could die. I'd never be able to see them again. They would be without their husband and father. I have to surrender to that because I can't do anything about that. You know, surrendering to wanting to have a blueprint for everything, having to ha wanting to have all the steps laid out for my career. I just came from a workout this morning. There was a lot of surrender in that, surrendering when it burns, surrendering when I'm out of breath, surrendering to judgment, surrendering judgment of other people when I talk to them about my abundant, loving lifestyle. When I share with people how I live, how I love, what Sarah and I have created, surrendering to whatever the heck they think about it. You know, surrendering to judgment from my family when they feel like I'm not doing enough and they feel like I'm not being a, a great enough brother, I'm not being a, a supportive enough brother or, or a compassionate enough son, surrendering to that because that's their stuff, not mine. Surrendering enough to the idea that I'm just not doing enough in general, that I'm not, a, that I'm not enough, that I'm not enough. Surrendering that idea that I'm not enough. Surrendering to the idea that I know how any of this stuff works, that I know how the universe works at all, and just recognizing that, come on, if I zoomed out and just kept on zooming out, what I'm going through here in this space right now, here standing in this room, the more miles and tens of thousands and millions of miles you zoom away and zoom out, it just becomes a little teeniest little drop in the soup of everything and surrendering this idea that I truly understand how any of it works. Surrender has been a mother lover. And I love it. I do. Trust and surrender have been such big teachers for me. And that's why I've chosen faith as my word for this year. And that's why I'm constantly reminding myself to just trust in myself and just surrender. Surrender all of that. And now that's how I look at faith. And there's, a, there's many ways to look at it. You might have your own definition. Um, I wanted to share a definition from a book that I read a couple of years ago, which I thought was pretty cool. The book is called Emotional Equations. The author is Chip Conley. And in this book, he basically breaks down all of these different emotions into their components, into the parts. So what I'm going to read for you is how he breaks down faith. I've got the book right here in front of me. So Chip Conley looks at faith as your belief divided by your intellect. 
So when you look at this, when you look at this as simply a math problem, what you want is that number on top to be larger than the number on the bottom. So that means when your belief is greater than your intellect, you're going to have more faith. But when your belief is not as big as your intellect, you have less faith. That's a pretty cool idea. And I can get with that, especially somebody who comes from a very intellectual place. I like to just chew on everything in my mind until there's nothing left. And I will just spin things and, and focus on things and really just keep it up in that mind space. And sometimes it's a challenge to go down to my heart space. And so I want to read a couple passages from Emotional Equations because I think it, it gets this point across really great. Um, in the beginning of the chapter, Chip Conley talks about how he had the opportunity to spend a couple of days with the Dalai Lama, which is amazing. And so he got a chance to just sit down and talk to the Dalai Lama. And he said, I asked his holiness whether faith and reason were incompatible. First, he said that any religious leader who believes that you have to turn off your mind completely to find faith is on the wrong path. He reminded me that the Buddha told his followers, quote, don't be devoted to me purely out of faith, as it is best to investigate. But whenever we become too attached to our intellect, we can lose a connection to the wisdom of our heart. Faith minds the wisdom of the heart. Intellect taps into the reason of the mind. Belief is the intersection where heart and mind meet. I love that. I love, love, love that passage. Again, because I'm somebody who can absolutely connect with the idea of the intellect and wanting to stay in the mind. But faith is really, faith comes from your heart. It's all about that belief, right? And in order to have that belief in something higher than you, something bigger than you, something outside of yourself, it requires trust and it requires surrender. And so I want to talk a little bit about how to connect with faith. And I'm going to go back to emotional equations right now because later on in this chapter around faith, Chip Connolly shares what I think is a very cool way to think about how you can connect with your faith to expand your faith. It's a, this idea of what he calls thin places. So I'm going to read a couple of, of paragraphs, which is going to help to illustrate what thin places means. So he's quoting uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson right here in a poem. And the poem is, Our faith comes in moments. Our vice is habitual. Yet there is a depth in those moments which constrains us to ascribe more reality to them than to all other experiences. I am constrained every moment to acknowledge a higher origin than the will I call mine. And then Conley writes, Emerson would often find those moments in nature. And he goes on to say, Celtic Christians called the moments Emerson refers to as thin places where the veil between reality and the divine can more easily break through to us. I love that. Thin places. Conley then asks, where does that happen in your life? Where are your thin places? Whether that faith is God-given or a more secular faith that contains purity and beauty, there's great comfort in knowing that a force much bigger than ourselves exists. So, as we sort of get to the end of this episode talking about faith, I didn't want to just share with you my definition of faith, how I view faith, and how some others view faith. I really wanted to leave you with something that you could actually do because, again, if you're like me, 
and you've gone for a lot of your life feeling like you don't have faith or not even truly understanding what faith was, or if you're feeling lost and feeling without direction and you know that faith helps you to get back in alignment with yourself, but right now you're just struggling with faith, I want to leave you with a couple of things. And so I read that passage from Emotional Equations because this idea of thin places is powerful. It really is because those thin places are where you're just close to the divine, close to source, close to God, however you view him or her. And so there's a lot of ways that you can, you can you know, find those thin places. A lot of people find thin places in nature. I know that truly helps me. When I'm out in nature and all I hear is nature, I'm not hearing anything man-made, I'm not hearing any motors or engines or anything like that. I'm just hearing the wind and the trees or the birds talking to one another or water flowing. I feel something. I feel stirred. I feel peace. I feel very peaceful. And for me, that's something that I'm playing for. I'm playing for peace ultimately in my life, the experience of peace. And so when I'm in, in those places, and not just being in those places, because we can all go through a hike and be totally in our heads, completely out of our hearts and miss those thin places, you know? We can be out in nature and miss it. It's when you are intentionally going into those thin places, in this case, nature, intentionally venturing into nature and then quieting yourself and being still and connecting, opening yourself up. So nature is, is one of them. If we go back to my example of going to church with my, uh, my girlfriend, that's another example, right? That's another place where you, you can experience those, those thin places. That's another location where you can experience those thin places, where you have a group of people who are all expressing their faith. A group of people whose spiritual paths have converged in one location, and in that moment, they are all outpouring. You know, they're, they're opening up their hearts. They're allowing themselves to come out. They're allowing source to come in. Those places are incredibly powerful. They're thin places. And so that can happen in a lot of different places. Sometimes it happens at the church, you know, for the religion that you worship at, but it can happen in a lot of different places where folks are celebrating their God. Another place, another location where thin places can occur, something like a concert, to be honest. You know, when people are at a, at a concert and there's a large crowd of people, again, they're all celebrating, right? They're all celebrating. And I don't know about you, but I have felt moved. I felt almost moved to tears through music. Actually, let me rephrase that. I have absolutely been moved to tears through music. I, I have turned to music in some dark times when I was feeling the most alone that I've ever felt. I remember turning to music and just connecting. And so I've experienced that solo, and I've also experienced it in, like I said, these big concerts, this big gathering of people who are all celebrating. That is a location where you can find a thin place. Another, another example, and this will be the final example I share, kids. To me, 
kids are the closest beings to source. You know, especially the younger those kids get, the closer they are to source. Because I believe, and I, I, I understand. I was about to say no, but you know, I, I could always be proven, proven differently. But I understand. Kids come out pure, pure love. You know, pure faith, complete trust, complete surrender. I mean, a child has to trust completely. That's they really have no choice. They trust that when they cry, you will come. That somebody will come for them. And so being around kids for me, particularly because, you know, now I am a father and I watched Maya being born, you know, I'm, I'm standing in my den. Maya was born just two doors down from me over in our bedroom, in our master bedroom. And being there at that moment and, and seeing her be born and looking at her in the face the first time she opened her eyes and I could see those beautiful blue eyes, it, it moved me. It touched my soul. And for me, that was a thin place. I could connect with source through her. So I hope that some form of, you know, connecting with faith that I just shared spoke with you. And, you know, I think that if you are like me and your your spiritual journey is one that it pulls you at different times and it's something that you want to cultivate and grow and really just nourish, you know, like a garden, you just want to fertilize it and, and just see all these amazing things grow, then try these things out. Try getting into nature. Try going into, into you know, religious spaces, spiritual spaces. You know, try connecting through music or through concert or through shared celebration. Try connecting with kids and through kids. Find your thin place. And once you find your thin place, then you can begin creating a habit around going to your thin place and connecting with source, however it is you choose to do that. So I appreciate you as you went on this journey with me today to talk about faith, which again is something I haven't talked a ton about on the show, but it's, I mean, it's important. It really is. It's, it's important. It's beautiful. And um, I think I will be opening up more about faith as we go along. And I want to hear your thoughts on faith. I want to hear uh, how you can contribute and add to this conversation, or if you didn't agree with something, share that with me as well. You can hit me up, mattcbivens at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And, you know, I appreciate you. I appreciate you and I love you. And you are amazing. You truly are. And the fact that, you know, you listen to this type of content, it, it, it is fact that things shift within you within you. They really do. And perspectives shift and new paradigms are created and, you know, beliefs are let go and all sorts of fantastic things happen because you are in this space of, <laughs> of trusting and surrendering and recognizing that, you know, you don't know everything and none of us do. And we don't want to. Why would we want to know everything? Life would be so dull if there was no questions, if there was no inquiry, if there was no exploration. And to me, the most incredible inquiry and exploration is the internal one. It's going inside, going deep. So I appreciate you going deep with me. And uh, my name is Matthew Bivens. Here's to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. 
My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.